0: Welcome back, friends. Thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for hitting the play button and checking me out. Uh, if you would do me a huge favor and share this with your family and friends, I'd be uh, very grateful and appreciative. So with that, let's dive right in. So this week, we're going to talk about, it's titled, If Nothing Changes, Nothing Changes. And you think, well, what does that mean? I mean, all you're doing is repeating the same phrase again. Yes. If nothing changes, nothing changes. So you think about it. When you are going through recovery, or and we'll we'll apply this to the other stuff uh, later on. But just think about it. If you keep the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. I'll say that again. Very important. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. So. If you are trying to get clean and sober or if you're trying to uh, stop looking at porn or you're trying to stop shopping, trying to stop doing uh, whatever it is, uh, whatever addiction or whatever thing in your life that seems to um, some people call them hurts, hang ups or habits, whatever that is. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and you're expecting different results, it's, it's insanity. So if nothing changes, then nothing's going to change. So if you're trying to get clean and sober, uh, you um, let's say, for instance, uh, the people, uh, people in jail. I saw this a lot when I was locked up, uh, seeing people come in and out, and, and I've got my own personal stories I'm going to get to, so don't think I'm uh, pointing a finger. I'll be very vulnerable and real with you. But when you get out of jail, and let's say... You go back to hanging out with the same friends. You go back to hanging out in the same houses, the same clubs, the same whatever. Where do you think you're going to end up? Right back in jail. I mean, yeah, you're hanging out with the same people, doing the same thing, and going to end up back in jail. And then when you're in there, you're like, man, well, how'd I end up back in here? So... That's what we're going to talk about today. So to share a little bit about my own personal story I, that I've, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to, uh, and, and this honestly uh, doesn't have to do with recovery, but it, it's the same concept uh, about change. So I w- was talking with my mentor uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I mean, I came in and for the first hour. I mean, I was just ranting and raving the kids, and my wife, you know, this, that, the other, and uh, when I got done talking about like, man, I was fired up. Like I was ready to talk about this. I was ready for him to say, "Well, you're right," and you know, you, you know, here's here's what you need to do, and you know, here's this, that, another. And, other. and I, I'm thinking I'm ready for it, and the only thing he says to me is, "Well, how's that working out for you?" And I was like, "What?" What do you mean how's that working out for you? I'm like, it's not working out at all. Do you not see the the frenzy I'm in? The for the last hour I've just been ranting and raving and going on about how terrible everything's going and how the people in my life are not acting right or doing you know, doing right. And it got me to thinking, How's that going for me? Well, not very well, obviously. And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, Well, maybe I'm expecting everyone else to change. Maybe I should change. So here I am going on and on about how they're not listening or they're not doing what I think we should do or they can't read my mind or whatever the case may be. Uh, You know, the end result is, well, maybe I should change. And that was true. So that's that's what I, I told you a few weeks ago. That's what made me start this whole campaign of love more, love better, pray more. Uh, because it, it is. The change starts with me. So if I'm going through all that and I don't feel like the kids are doing what I think they should do, and I don't feel like me and the wife are on the same page, or that she should be reading my mind and know what I expect, or this, that, and other, if I keep going that same route, man, I... I I'm just going to end up right back where I was, on a couch ranting and raving for an hour, about how everything's so terrible. So I had to be the change. It was I had to change. You know, maybe it was things that you know I I had expectations on people that just wasn't uh, that that wasn't realistic, um, or something like that. I don't know. So the bottom line is, I needed to change. So. When that comes to recovery, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So, think about it. Like we talked about with the person going to jail or, or whatever. So, for an addict. So, if you go, you get in trouble, uh, you are in rehab, get out of rehab, and then you go back to hanging out with the same people, hanging out at the same places, doing the same thing over and over, I mean, you're going to end up back where you're going. So I'll give you for instance. So the first time that I tried to get clean, I was doing really well. Been clean for a while. I even changed scenery like I lived in Atlanta uh, for a couple of years Uh, down that way. And I came home, moved back home, and not saying it was the move back home that did it, but I'd been away long enough that there's some things I should have done differently. Uh, But, so I was in Walmart one day, ran into an old buddy. He's like, hey man, uh, can you get me some drugs? And I'm like, well no, I don't do that anymore, blah, blah, blah. And so I went on, but then I got to thinking, well... I Still have so and so's number, so I could call him. I still got that guy's number, so once I call you know so and so to get some, I call him, tell him I got some, and I'm you know, and think about it long enough. I told you, I don't mind is a devil's playground. You know, you, th- you think about something long enough, or you know, you talk yourself into anything. So, what do I do, uh, of course, I go get it, call this guy. Bottom line, I end up trailing. I didn't relapse right away at that time, but even though I didn't realize it at the time, uh, things have shifted in uh, my mindset and the things that I were doing, and it, it eventually led to me relapsing. So I say all that to say, well, what does that look like? What does it look like if you're going to make a change? If I'm going to get out of jail, I'm going to quit trying to Um, quit doing drugs, quit doing porn, quit doing whatever the case may be, whether it's, uh, you know, shopping or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, what does that look like? Well, we have a saying in AA that, uh, you always start with people, places, and things. That's always the three things that you can look at and dive into in depth. So, let's look at people. What does it look like uh, when, when changing, when it comes to people? Well, think about your friends, all right? Now, um, <laughs> I used to, my dad used to tell me these phrases, these sayings all the time, used to drive me bonkers. But as I've gotten older, and as I've gotten uh, longer in recovery, Man, the truth behind these things is just mind-blowing. If only if only I would have listened then. But uh, he used to tell me, you are who you associate with. And I used to think, ah, oh, whatever, that's not true. I can be the bigger person, or I can do the right thing, or this, that, and the other. Uh, but it's true. You are who you associate with. Let me, let me give you another example. Give you a visual. Uh, I love visuals, so I'm a visual learner. So think about this. All right, you're standing in a chair. All right, you have your friend standing in front of you on the on the floor, and you put your hand down, and you try to pull them up. So what's easier, pulling them up to you in the chair or them pulling you down out of the chair? Well, law of gravity uh, kicks in and, and pulling you out of the chair is way more easier. I don't care how strong they are, it's way more easier to pull them out. So it's easier to be sucked in, pulled down than it is to pull somebody. And we think we can change everybody, just like I was talking about a while ago. You know, I think I'm going to change my kids or my wife or, or whatever the case may be. But in reality, I had to change. So you are who you associate with. And there's another, there's a proverb that says, iron sharpens iron. So if you're hanging out with, in a house with a bunch of people that you used to run with, used to, you know, steal things, break things, uh, do drugs together, whatever. Like you hang out in a barbershop long enough, you're getting a haircut. Promise you. Or... If you're hanging out Bible study or if you're hanging out with a group of friends who um, are like go to work every day, you know, come home, hang out, you know, maybe watch a little TV, hang out with friends, but then they go to bed at a decent time, um, you know, or, or whatever the case may be, who aren't hanging out at clubs or bars or whatever, you know, iron sharpens iron. So even when it comes to family. And sometimes that can be a hard one. Um I had a guy that I was working with and you know one of the the problems was he used to get high with his brother. Well, you know when he decided to get clean, that was a relationship that was going to have to change uh if he planned on staying clean. Now I'm not saying he didn't hang out with his brother or he didn't talk to his brother, but he had to be very self-conscious, very self-aware of being around his brother the setting they're in like is it a party is it a family reunion is it at home you know is it a restaurant whatever the case may be he he had you know and he had to limit the time with him uh, because you know you, you've got to make those hard decisions because here's the reality of it and i, I was reminded of this by the funeral i attended of a guy I used to help last year uh, that died of an overdose a couple weeks ago or last week. You know, the addiction part, you know, the addiction part that I suffer with or the recovery part, like, that's reality. Like, that funeral is a reminder that this disease or this addiction doesn't discriminate, doesn't care your, um, you know, what color you are, how much money you got, you know, how tall, short, fat, skinny you are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate against any of that. And it, and it's a reminder that this is my reality. It's a reminder that this is a daily choice that I make to stay clean and sober and that I have to go through so that I don't end up, you know, end up that way, end up dead, or, you know, they always say that you end, you know, addiction takes you to three places, you know, jails, institutes, or graves. Uh, that's, you know, that's just the reality of it. So it a reminder, you know, so depending on how bad you want to get clean or how bad you want to stay clean, you know, it depends on you. What are you willing to change? You know, when it comes to your friends or your family, or whatever the case may be. So, something to think about. Uh, the other thing is places. Uh, you got to change, like, you know, everybody says that, you know, in, in the rooms, they'll say, you know, you got to change your playground, which is where you hang out, where you play, what you do. So, for me, I, I share a little bit. Uh, the first time that I got clean, I I lived, I went to a rehab in Atlanta, ended up going on staff there, and and I, I stayed there for – it was Sandy Springs right outside of Atlanta. Uh, I was stayed there for a couple of years, and it was the best thing for me because I had to get away from the same people that I'd been running around with. And so uh, so that that's what I needed was a change of scenery. So I had to change my place. So when you're trying to get clean or, you know, even – Well, say shopping, when I was talking about shopping a while ago, like, you gotta be, you know, what websites do you go to, where do you hang out on Amazon, you know, or or whatever the case may be, like, you've gotta make those conscious decisions of where you're gonna hang out, you know, what websites you're on, even for porn, like, you know, do you, you know, when you get on the internet, do you click on those little storylines that pop up that, you know, uh, some of them are crazy, too, like they say, oh, look at you know, how to pay your mortgage off in Cartersville, Georgia, or whatever the case may be. And, and it's got a picture of a pretty girl. Like, what does that got to do with paying off a mortgage? They just, they suck you in with that stuff. So you gotta, you gotta be careful. You know, you gotta pay attention to your surroundings and where you're at. So if you were drinking or doing drugs or whatever, and you went to bars and clubs a lot, well, guess what? You stop going to bars and clubs. I mean, it's just that simple. Now, and I'll give you an example of this. Um, when I was the, I think it was the second time I got clean. Yes, it was the second time that I got clean. I started, um, I was working at a job where a lot of people drank. There was when I was at the dealership, working in a dealership. A lot of people drink. And, you know, I got to the point where I would buddies with them and we would, we'd go to bars and clubs and stuff and I'd be the designated driver. I'm like, I can come in handy, you know. We'd go play cards at the, you know, at this dance club close by. You know, they had to poker on Tuesday nights or something, Texas Hold'em, and I'd go do that and I'd be the designated driver or whatever the case may be. But the thing is, i was putting myself in a situation that could end badly so i'd consciously you know i hadn't relapsed you know and i think i'm doing this great thing i'm still clean i'm still sober man i'm the designated driver but i'm still hanging out in clubs and bars i I didn't change that scenery and so that's a key point so you got to think about the places maybe the stores you go in Uh, Maybe they could be a trigger for someone who shops like you, you know, you you know, specific about what stores you own. You don't go into a store where it has everything under the sun. If you need groceries, go to the grocery store. Don't go to Walmart where they have everything, Uh, whatever the case may be. You know, you got to think you got to make that change. If nothing changes, nothing changes. And, you know, as far as places and stuff, another saying that my dad would tell me was, nothing good happens after midnight man i used to think that was a crazy one too that nothing good happens after midnight but if i look back over the last you know 35 years or 30 years of of using let's see i went to jail what three times three separate occasions uh all three times uh oh yeah it was after midnight so Um, you know, when I did whatever I did to get in trouble, it was after midnight. So, you know, uh, even when I was in high school, uh, I remember we were, it was, I think it was Christmas break and, and I was playing, I was on the basketball team in high school and some of the cheerleaders and people were getting together and they were going to go roll people's houses. Well, of course we got caught and of course it was after midnight And so, and I got suspended for the first half of the next game. And, and so there were consequences for that. So if nothing changes, nothing changes. I'm going to keep saying that because I mean, for some of us, it has to be kind of beat into our brains or instilled into our brains somehow. And, and I'm telling you, I I learned from hard knocks. I mean, I'm sharing story after story with you where, you know, where I did not, you know, make those changes. So, so that's what I want to leave you with. If nothing changes, nothing changes. You've got to change the people you're around, the people you surround yourself with. Remember, iron sharpens iron. Uh, You got to remember the places you go. You know, is it a trigger for you? Uh, Is it going to, you know, you know, cause you to stumble because you can only sit in a bar so long drinking Red Bull like I did and driving everybody around before eventually like, I think I'll have a drink. Um, so, you, you know, so, and even if that means changing your phone number, changing your address, uh, changing the town you live in, whatever the case may be, it's up to you. You know, we put sayings at the the shop, at the store, the health bar that I work at. We write on the cups. We try to write some motivational sayings, and you know, there's a couple that that stand out uh, that we do about change. And one is, "Be the change you want to see," and and that's what you got to do. You've got to be the change you want to see. Just like I did. Like I'm thinking, everybody else around me needs to change. But the reality was, I needed to change. So when you're going through whatever you're going through, whether it's addiction or whatever the case may be, if nothing changes, nothing changes. I mean, that's that's, that's why in the podcast the way that I do, that's why I titled it the way that I titled it is, you're either all in or you're all out. Like recovery or any time you trying to make change in your life, you know, what, whatever the case may be, you, you just can't do it haphazardly or change one or two things or everything but this one thing. Uh, it, it's, you you know, you, you've got to change everything. You're either all in and, and you're going to work as hard as you can, do whatever your sponsor or mentor says to do, uh Whatever that is, even if that's stand on your head in a puddle and breathe through a straw, that's what you do if you want to change. And that's why it's all in or all out. And it goes for anything when it comes to recovery, man. It's a selfish program. It's a selfish program. If you don't get yourself right, if you don't fix yourself, or get going in the right direction, get walking in the right path and doing the right thing. How in the world can you, you know, change any you know, change anybody else? How can you help anybody else? How can you, you know, be a light to somebody else when you're still living in the dark? You know what I mean? I mean it's like recovery. They tell you don't date a girl for a year. Every good relapse story starts with, and there was this girl. Every good story starts, relapse story starts with that. And, and it's true, man. You, you got to get through, work on yourself, because you got to figure out what triggers you. You got to figure out, you know, the place, you know, what, what things you need to change, the places you need to change, the people you need to change, who you need to hang out with. And regardless of, you know, of this girl or boy that you meet, uh, regardless of whether they're in church or whatever, even though they're good for you, but again, what good are you to anyone else if you're no good to yourself? So think about that. And that's why I'm fixing to end this podcast with the way that I end it. Because when it comes to recovery, when it comes to anything that you're trying to make change in, you're either all in or you're all out.